Well, howdy, folks. You are listening to the American West Podcast, and I am indeed your host, Paul Workman. We have a few good things lined up for this episode. We have a bit of American West news, a great story suggested by a listener and whom I now consider a friend of the show, Mr. Travis N., as well as a new feature segment entitled Explorers of the West, which briefly highlights explorers who paved the way and discovered new landscapes and trails. But first off, let's get into the little bit of news that we've dug up, shall we? If you haven't heard the name Butch Cassidy, you've probably been living under a rock. But for those of you who haven't heard of him, here's a brief overview. Butch Cassidy, born Robert Leroy Parker on April 13, 1866, in Beaver, Utah, grew up to be one of the most notorious outlaws of the American West. He robbed many banks and trains, and his association with many other outlaws of the time, including Elsie Lay, Kid Curry, and Ben Kilpatrick, just to name a few, led to the formation of a gang that came to be known as the Wild Bunch. In 1879, the Parker family moved to a piece of property near Circleville, Utah, in Paiute County, where Robert, or Butch, performed various chores to help maintain the family ranch. It's this piece of property that has the residents of Paiute County excited. On December 7th of 2016, many news outlets reported that Utah state officials were going to spend $138,000 to help restore what is believed to be the boyhood home of Butch Cassidy. On Tuesday, September 19th of this year, 2017, Paiute County's dream of restoring that boyhood home came true after its restoration had been completed and a ribbon-cutting and dedicatory ceremony took place. On a Facebook video posted the next day on the Utah State Parks and Recreation page, is shown clips from the event where many gathered to take part in the celebratory events of the day. Darren Bushman, a Paiute County Commissioner, said that the project had actually been in the works for about three years now, and that among some old farming equipment and an old granary that was already on the premises, many people have come forward with items they had in their possession that had originally belonged to the Parker family. So Bushman anticipates the site to grow over time with new memorabilia. Bushman also states, quote, So one of the reasons we had interest in restoring Butch Cassidy's boyhood home was obviously it's a piece of our heritage, a piece of our history, and we hate to see that disappear. You know, ultimately, we need to preserve these heritage sites as much as we possibly can. But for Paiute County, this is really crucial. With the freeway system and Highway 20, and the advent of electronic navigation, it's pretty easy to get where you want to go in the state of Utah without coming down Highway 89, without coming through Paiute County, and frankly, you're missing the best part of Utah, end quote. There's no doubt that something this historically significant will entice tourists to visit the great county of Paiute, and I most definitely encourage you to make the trip to see Butch Cassidy's boyhood home. I know I will. Sounds like a great weekend getaway. If you get a chance, go check that video out on the Utah State Parks uh, Facebook page. Uh, It's really great, and it looks like they did a great job with the restoration project. Now we're going to get into a story that our friend Travis N. suggested to us concerning poor old Joe Hooch Simpson. Poor old Joe Hooch Simpson. Hooch was a nickname, by the way. As Georgia Lewis put it in an article written for the Nevada West and Pahrump Valley Times in August of 1975, quote, The only villain in the West to be lynched twice was the unfortunate Joe Hooch Simpson. He also got beheaded. 
Various parts of him lie scattered in Death Valley, the upper part to become part of an historical monument. End quote. Enticing, right? Have you ever heard of Skidoo, California? If so, you've probably heard of Old Hooch then. The story goes that in 1905, small amounts of gold and silver were found in Skidoo. A small number of men and even fewer women headed in that direction in order to make their fortune. Joe Hooch Simpson was one of them. I suppose it's safe to say that Simpson's mining interests didn't pan out for him, so he tried his luck as a saloon owner. But it's said that his supply didn't dwindled quickly as he was an alcoholic and drank it all up. Joe was desperate. He entered the Skidoo Trading Company's door, pulled out his gun, and demanded that Jim Arnold, the proprietor of the trading company and reportedly the founder of the Skidoo town site, give him $20. Hooch wasn't taken seriously and was quickly thrown out of the establishment. Shortly after, Hooch returned and gunned down Arnold. Sheriff Henry Sellers made an attempt to detain Joe, but before he could, Hooch took a hostage and then shot the sheriff, thankfully only grazing his chest and not killing him. Hooch was finally detained and taken to jail. However, his stay was short there. It wasn't long before the citizens of Skidoo nabbed Hooch from his jail cell and hanged him from a telegraph pole. Now, this is where one would think the story is over, right? Well, not quite. You see, the press wanted to get their story in a picture out of this whole debacle, but by the time they had reached Skidoo, Hooch had long since been buried. So what did they do? Some drunken miners exhumed his body and hanged him again, all for the sake of a picture. Afterwards, Hooch was thrown down a mine shaft. But again, this wasn't the last Skidoo would see of old Joe Hooch Simpson. There was a doctor in Skidoo, and he became curious as to what was the cause of Hooch's sudden aggressive behavior, as he had never acted in this manner prior to this event. The doctor assumed a change had occurred in the brain, therefore had his head removed from his body and taken to his office where it could be examined. Now, though old Hooch was a scoundrel, he still had people who cared for him. A group of young women obtained his body, but while heading through the hot desert with a rotting corpse, they had to abandon it in what is now known as Death Valley National Park. It's said that to this day, the ghost of Headless Joe Hooch Simpson haunts Skidoo and can be seen walking around the town in the middle of the night. And now it's time for... Explorers of the West. Major John Wesley Powell was born in 1834 in Mount Morris, New York. Powell wasn't just some random explorer. He was much more than that. The Major was a Civil War veteran who lost his right arm during a battle, and he was a scientist. And aside from briefly attending a few different colleges, he was mostly self-taught. Following his service in the Army, he took on the task of becoming a professor at Illinois Wesleyan College. However, this wasn't enough for Powell. He had a huge desire to explore the West. The only trouble, however, was that the funds to do so just weren't there. He would eventually help found a state natural history museum, and from there, the government awarded him $500 for a collecting expedition in the Rocky Mountains. This began a series of exploratory events for Powell. He made two expeditions through the Green and Colorado Rivers, once in 1869 and another in 1872 where he documented the geology of the Rocky Mountains and the Grand Canyon, and is actually credited as being the first white man to explore the Grand Canyon. 
Though Powell was considered an amateur scientist by some professionals, this didn't stop him from winning a government grant to map the Colorado Plateau. Powell's influence on the scientific community was immense, as he went on to become the second director of the United States Geological Survey, better known today as the USGS, and in 1888, he was even one of the 33 original founding members of the National Geographic Society. Powell died on September 23rd, 1902. Thanks so much for listening to the American West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and leave a nice rating or review on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. If you have any show suggestions, feel free to send me an email at thepkworkman at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-P-K-W-O-R-K-M-A-N at gmail.com. Also check us out at mysteryandhistory.blogspot.com. We'll catch you next time.